welcome to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and with me today, I have a very special guest, local comedian, Brandy Brown. Hello. Hi. And we're going to be talking about 1984's mini storybook, The Berenstain Bears and the Neighborly Skunk. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's a deceptively short, deceptively simple little book. Yeah, it's very brief. Yeah, it raises a lot of a lot of issues. So many. <laughs> now, I invited Brandy on the show because she has something of a history with the bears. Correct. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, well, um, last year I was at work, bored. I was working at a software development company, and we were looking on a website at Bernstein Bears books and i was like these are really weird i'm going to order some of them they're really cheap so i just got a bunch of them got some of the chapter books got some of the uh regular picture books and just found them ridiculous and i wanted to write a bit about the chapter books on berenstein bears no guns allowed and i kind of tabled that and then i got an offer to write for the message which is on hiatus it's a medium site um and I wrote about Berenstein Bears Lost in Cyberspace, which is the most insane book I have ever read. <laughs> and uh, it kind of went from there. You do you talk about it in your stand-up? Um, I had been talking about that before I started writing about it, just how it's kind of weird that Mama Bear is always wearing a nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what time. I've gotten into a Twitter argument with Berenstein Bears account about this. Uh, they They wanted to – I was like, why is she wearing a nightgown? They're like, oh, no, she's – She's just wearing different style. And I'm like, nope. She wears the same outfit when she goes to bed. It's just a different color. She's wearing a nightgown all day long. And we kind of went back and forth. I like to believe there's something like subtle in the in the construction of the outfits that like human beings can't see it. Yeah, I don't know. But it's kind of weird because like when the Berenstein Bears went camping, that's when I really blew the case open. Because uh, I was just like, wait a minute. They're all wearing the appropriate clothing for wherever they're doing or whatever they're doing except mama is in the same outfit and then when she goes to bed they're all in their pajamas which look very different from what they're wearing except mama's in a purple outfit it's a sad the theory that i came up with was that if mama bear put on anything different she'd be papa bear like she would look exactly like papa bear (laughs) and there'd be a lot of really weird confusion because there's a book where they switch clothes the parents dress up like the cubs Oh, weird. And you get to see Mama. It looks, it's very jarring. It's very off-putting. But Mama, you're like, oh, they have she's the same face. She's wearing those overalls, those Oshkosh bagash. She's wearing sister's, yeah, she's wearing sister's outfit, but like a giant version of it. <laughs> oh, did just you, to prove a point. Did she just sew those? Like, I really want to know where, where they got that. Well, the, the Cubs dress up like the parents, and apparently they got Grandma to sew them, <laughs> their parents. It's just a t-shirt and jeans. Like, it's not that difficult, but they got Grandma to make them. Like, if you went, if you went to a relative and were like, Will you make me a copy of my parents' clothes? Will you just make me a copy of my parents' clothes to make a point? My grandma would do that. I actually, she, uh, I played Ultimate Frisbee in college, and I was like, I don't have a costume for the big party. And then she sent me, like, a full zip-up tiger suit, <laughs> and there's a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> I guess grandparents will do. Yeah, grandparents are All the best. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so... I heard about you. I did a live show for one of my friends, and I went off about the Berenstain. Someone asked a question about Berenstain versus Berenstein because it had just come out. Mm-hmm. The big internet thing had just come out. And I went off on it. I kind of ranted for a little bit. And then afterwards, uh, one of the other guests came up to me and was like, do you know Brandy Brown? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. It's like, oh, my gosh, you've got to connect with Brandy Brown. So I went home that night. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey. 
Yeah, I think several people, like other places, were like, hey, Brandy, have you heard of this podcast? I'm like, no, check it out. <laughs> so this is a Berenstain Bear book about racism, prejudice, I guess. Prejudice, yeah. It's not as heavily about racism, but it's touching there. It's opening the dialogue. Opens the dialogue about racism. It's about a new neighbor moving in, but it is not the Berenstain Bears new neighbors. and the new neighbors. No. Like, that's, a, that's a whole other kettle of fish (laughs) that one is seriously just about racism (laughs) this one's about well why don't you tell us what the book's about so the woodchuck family moves out because reasons yeah we we all love the woodchuck family by the way yeah they're 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 old friends of ours (laughs) we're really gonna miss them (laughs) and they move out from the from the borough across the street and uh then all of a sudden you know some other animals are looking at it, and a, for example, a family of beavers looks at it, and I don't know why there's no water really nearby, but sure. So they're looking at it, and Papa's like really excited. He's like, "Oh my gosh, they're really hard workers, and they'll be great." And then a uh, family of uh, rabbits. rabbits moves by, and the kids are like, "Yeah, they have lots of kids." And they don't buy there, and then it just kind of falls into a. Uh, falls into disrepair you know a tree falls on it and all of a sudden they'd forgotten about it and it turns out a skunk has moved in and everyone's like oh no a skunk and they're all really freaked out mom is like well we're bears we're gonna go help him like clean up his place and be good neighbors and everyone's like "Eh, but skunks are gross and then at some point uh too tall who's the area bully in bear country is bullying and <laughs> he takes away his sister's books and he's he's just being a big jerk about it and then the skunk is like sprays him and mm-hmm. saves the day and we learn that skunks are helpful and neighborly and neighborly hence the neighborly skunk yep that's basically what happens if you're nice to your neighbor they'll beat up a kid for you yep they won't. yep so there's a lot to unpack in this book there's a lot of weird things going on First and foremost, there's apparently a house across the street for small animals. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's called Bear Country, and that made me wonder, like, how would those other animals feel living in a place called Bear Country? That's probably why they moved. That I have brought up that very subject on the show before. Really? What happened? Because when you start out this series, if you look at the original books, there are tons of animals in Bear mm-hmm. Country. And I don't mean, like, the squirrels and the birds. I mean, like, families of animals. Yeah, and, and the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. There's... There's rabbits who come and bring them gifts when they first move in. There's all kinds of animals. And then gradually you see fewer and fewer of these animals. Colonialism. Well, you, you move into a place. You rechristen it bear country. Yeah, it's, it's manifest destiny with bears. It's pretty obvious what's happening. Here. The only doctor in town is a bear doctor. I can't imagine she's very good with. Yeah, she's, she's not very good based on the birds and the bees. <laughs> she's not good at all. There's there's a, a police force comprised entirely of bears. There's an education system comprised entirely of bears. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that the other animals in the there's like we got to get out of here. Right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 scary. It what would be. There's not a, they're not intentionally driving out. It's just this sort of like slow. Yeah, it's they, they drove up. I mean, they built these giant McMansions and yeah. trees, uh, and they just drove out. You know the. The poor, the poor small animals, and they probably were wealthy, but you know they they don't take up much space. They're smaller. They don't They're generate as much smaller. revenue. 
<laughs> they're tiny. <laughs> Their contribution to the GDP is yeah minimal. I I like to believe that there's like a a squirrelton somewhere <laughs> over a hill. There's like Pigville. The segregation right, that happens because of the Bernstein Bears. Right. Who knows? Who knows? I want to find those books. Yeah, there, there probably there should be a spinoff at this point, given the number of spinoffs. Well, so, so, so apparently there was a family of woodchucks lived in the small borough, and the first thing that really struck a note with me was that the beavers are looking at the borough, and Papa does say, "Oh, good, like." Beavers will be great. They're such hard workers. They'll build a dam. Because, like, clearly there are some issues with employment in bear country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we really need some civil engineers. Yep. Nobody thought about that. He says they're great engineers. Mm-hmm. They are. They're very good at math, beavers. This <laughs> <laughs> is weird. Yes, they're beavers. But in the Berenstain bear world, animals are people. Yeah. And as explicitly shown in the later book, The New Neighbors, different animals represent different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like, not specific, but specific enough. Mm-hmm. So, when you start taking a group and you say, like, oh, no, 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 that group of people is great because they're really X, Y, Z, it's this weird, like, I don't know what the term is I'm looking for, but it's that, like, sort of, Positive prejudice. You know, it's a positive stereotype. Yeah. And those are also harmful because what if you're a beaver who is very bad at building? Right. You you know, you're just like, I just love to dance. (laughs) I love to swim. Well, that's kind of a beaver stereotype (laughs) too. So, Um, but yeah, I I just thought it was weird also because there was no water nearby. It's like, why why are they the second home for those beavers? Like, I don't know. I think they'd want somewhere closer to a stream. I thought beavers lived in their dams. Yeah, I don't. I thought that was part of the beaver home. Maybe I, again, maybe you know, it was a second home. He had to move for work. Or these are the beavers that are bad engineers. <laughs> they are, and they're like, "Oh, we can finally settle in. We can just live in a house like everyone else." And then the bears are like, "Oh, great!" I'd be very suspicious, honestly, if I were in bear country and a family of beavers moved across the street where there was no water. I was like, "What happened that you had to move? Like, where are you? <laughs> what are you hiding from, beavers?" Papa gets on the phone. He, you know, calls. <laughs> Officer Bear and says, Calls you know, America's most wanted. Right. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Yes. So then the beavers, of course, don't move in because why would they? And then there's some rabbits who, I guess rabbits are fun. Yeah, they have a lot of kids. Have lots of kids, obviously. And they did show up with lots of kids, so that wasn't really a stereotype. But they probably would have said it if it had been like one rabbit. One rabbit. One rabbit was always going to have a lot of kids. And the, the other weird thing about this in the book is that the door keeps changing sizes based on the animal. And oh, I'm yeah. very confused it's about – It's fairly inconsistent yeah, art. I, I need consistency in my Berenstain Bears books. Well, I've brought this up with the storybooks, which are – they're a weird uh, – they're a weird example of the Berenstain Bears world because they were laid out by Stan and Jan. But they weren't illustrated by Stan and Jan. So there is – they would – this is the beginning of them having to hire freelancers mm. because they got so busy. Yeah. Also, I feel like the Berenstain Bears house is kind of like the TARDIS in Doctor Who where I'm like, it's not that big on the outside. But on the inside, it's huge. It's got like several. It made, it made so much sense in the first books when you would see they would show like a cross-section of the house. And it literally was like a big tree trunk. Mm-hmm. And there's like one chair. Mm-hmm. And like Brother Bear is crammed into a room. And that's it. And you had this feeling like, oh, this is like a – like this is a, a hardworking family who built just just they live in just yeah, enough like space Winnie to the get Pooh by. Has his one room. Yeah, and then over the years, they Snoopy's doghouse it up. Yeah. So now, if you see a picture of their living room, 
It's about the size of, like you said, a McMansion. And they have like an upstairs. And, mm-hmm. and we're like, how, how? Each kid now has their own room. There's a baby room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. And there's not, it doesn't look like wood on the inside anymore. It just looks like. Yeah, it's just a nice house. Got like. Pretty Blandy McBlanderson for the, uh, for the old bears there. So, Noah moves in. Storms happen. Trees fall across the doorway. And lo and behold, once they've forgotten about it, who moves in? Mr. Skunk. And his name on the mailbox is A. Dot skunk. A skunk. A skunk moves in. Mm-hmm. And there is this immediate thing by Papa Bear about what skunks are like. Yeah. And they say, what do they say? Uh, they don't actually say he stinks. Yeah, he has a strong, in quotation marks, reputation. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be this misunderstanding that, like, skunks, A, sort of smell all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very specific thing skunks do. Like, it's a, you know, it's, they're not just smelly animals. But also, yeah. it makes me think of, like, if someone were to move in across the street and you, oh, oh, so-and-so is moving in across the street. I hear they they make they you know they make really smelly food. Yeah. Like it's it's probably gonna smell really bad. Like the first thing you go to is this like negative yeah. thing. And it's Papa, of course. But they play it up by the fact that it is a skunk. Yeah, I also wonder, because Papa helped move the tree, like what the skunk's game plan was. Before Papa offered to help him. Oh, to move the tree. Yeah, like, what, like, it does have a lot of questions about, like, what happened that he got this place, like, you know. How, why did he buy it? There's a realtor in the other yeah. books. Like, wh- why, was someone going to move it? Was he yeah. going to move it? Was he strong? And he was just like, I could have handled this. Like, a lot of backstory questions. I was like, if, you, if you're selling a house, like, even if you're a bank, uh, if you're selling a house, the first thing you should probably do is remove a giant tree that's fallen across the front and door. Isn't that the realtor's that, like responsibility right. to make sure that tree is not there? Just, just step one, remove fallen tree. Well, I mean, maybe it was just like an as-is auction, like the, they seized it. Oh, he taxes. bought it on auction. Right, right, right. Maybe the woodchucks had to move out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the uh, the housing market was But they seem really like happy to move, so it, it seemed voluntary. Oh. I have no idea. I don't know their <laughs> story. I don't know their life, but... We, we of course we don't because they've never been introduced. They've never before. been introduced. They're just like, hey, by the way, like they did live across the. Oh, FYI, everyone, the bears have never had neighbors before this. Are there any other animals in their classes at school? Where, where do these kids go to school? Well, we're still living in this weird like bear country is still towing that line between like country village where everyone lives really far apart from each other but also it's edging into suburban mm-hmm. like the berenstains the authors themselves are kind of starting to blend those two worlds and it's a bumpy road to get there yeah because once once uh what's her face moves in a, down the road uh sister's friend whose name i can't think of queenie lizzie bruin oh once lizzie bruin moves in you sort of start cementing the whole barons bear country is it's a it's a, it's it's a small town just like just like you or me grow up in, like the, yeah. it's, it's 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 an American town. Right now, there's still like this strange like pseudo agrarian lifestyle. Like Papa's still cutting down trees with an axe, and nobody lives near the bears except for some woodland creatures. Mm-hmm. So I just think that we're just sort of led to believe that the bears are still pretty isolated. I mean, when you look at the picture of the of the rainstorm, like that's woods, like, yeah, creeping up right on them, and. 
Well, even in the later books, uh, they when they go for a walk to the when the third kid is born, they walk through a forest because mm-hmm. Mama has to explain birds and bees, and she does it terribly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the, ver- the slightly better than in the Berenstain Bears' new baby, in which. No, those both are. I've seen them both, and you're just like, what? Like I, I read them, and I'm going to be writing a piece about them for a magazine or an online site, and I'm just like, I don't. I knew where babies come from, and I don't anymore. Like I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> At least, well, in the Bear's and Bear's new baby, though, they don't even tell Brother Bear there's a baby on the way until it's due. He goes for a walk with his dad. When they come back, there's a baby in the house. No, I think they do. I think they did. He takes he takes Brother Bear for a walk. To make him a new bed, and he says, "Your oh, mom's the pregnant." New, oh, the new baby. I was thinking of the third one. Oh no, the no, no, birds no, no, not the, the one bees. where Honey's born. Yeah, the Honey the one. Original. New okay, baby, yeah, I forgot about that. Where one. they are isolated. There's no other bears around. Mama delivers the baby by herself with Papa out of the house. <laughs> they come home, and and that was the one where I was like, "Oh, there's still bears at this point." Because if Papa was there, he'd eat that baby. <laughs> like he would not understand what's going on. Like there's still these are still wild animals at this point. There's no neighbors. Mama's like, you get out of the house because I'm going to have this baby. <laughs> yeah, the third one is even more confusing because there's like an OBGYN mm-hmm. and there are just a lot of questions that are not answered that confused even me and adult. But sister's okay with that. Yeah, she can. She can. She can accept that. She can accept that. That's, <laughs> that's the line. She can accept that. Sister can accept that. Sister has to accept a lot. Yeah. Haven't aged in forty some odd years. No. So yeah. So they make friends with this skunk by doing him a by doing him a favor, and the bullies show up. And this is not this is not your usual too tall grizzly. This is too tall of the mini storybooks. He's very tall, and you said off mic that he looks like someone out of an Archie comic. Book. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a a B on his. Yeah, like he's gonna, he's like, I'm gonna take my girl to sweetheart dance. Like, <laughs> but the B is for bear, bear, I, bear. I assume that's a school. It's why Archie wears that yeah. H on his shirt yeah. for human. <laughs> so yeah, so two tall's there, and he's gigantic. He's at least the size of two cubs. He steals brother's school books, which are of course tied in his strap, mm-hmm. as as you do, and. Their 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 day is saved by the the neighborly skunk. Yeah, because Tootal is swinging the books around the strap, and she's sisters like or brothers like give them back. And uh, Tootal's like, who's gonna stop me? And then the skunk is like, I got you, and then sprays him. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, first of all, they had like a, like a face to face thing where like this mm-hmm. giant too tall bear has to double over and like yell in the face of the skunk who's just like pointing upwards like, I'll get you. And yeah, the skunk sprays him. Now, when a skunk sprays someone in real life, they go into a defensive position. Mm-hmm. They lift their tail up and the spray comes out of a gland in a very discreet part of the skunk's anatomy. Mm hmm. That is definitely happening in this picture. The skunk is off page, but you see his tail lifted and you see puffs of stink coming out of him. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy the fact that if the camera panned down a little bit, you'd probably get the most upsetting picture ever in the history of the Barons of St. Bears. I like Brother's face, though, when he's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, oh, no. He's like, oh, horrors. Oh, horrors. I'm seeing my neighbor do something that I am not mature enough to handle. Yes. 
Like there's there are biological processes going on in bear country that we are not equipped to deal with at this moment. Um, and then you know the skunk's like, eh, what can you do? Yeah, he goes. He's like, well, have a nice day. Everyone's like, like, thanks, man. He's like, I am not wearing pants. That is why it's my one thing I do. Had I pants on, yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. See you, Cubs. And they're just like, all right, cool. <laughs> so this book opens up all kinds of doors about judging others, prejudging others. It has its heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it has that they think there's going to be something bad. They, they get to know him. They sort of get to know him. He saves their bacon and it's all good. And it kind of reminds me when I was in high school, uh, I showed up first day of freshman year. Algebra class, and our teacher had a pre-assigned seating, and so we had to go up to the front of the class and ask, tell her our name, and she would say, "Okay, I've seated you over here." So I walk up to her, and she said, "What's your name?" And I said, uh, "I'm Philip Gonzalez," and she said, "Oh, you're Philip Gonzalez. Okay, I seated you up front because I thought you were going to be trouble because I was a Gonzalez." Okay, <laughs> and she said it with a smile, like, Can you, "Well." Guess I was wrong. And I had this weird blending of mixed emotions, which was first, oh my God, I can't believe that you thought I was going to be trouble because my last name is Gonzalez. And then it was, do you think I'm not going to be trouble because I'm wearing glasses? Like, is that. But also, like, who says that? Like, just keep that quiet. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> she didn't have to even say, like, all she had to do was say, okay, you're right up here. Yeah. Like, here's your seat. And instead, she was like, oh, this is hilarious. I thought you were going to be like some kind of like. Yeah. Like disruptive presence because you're obviously Mexican. And then she was like, oh, you don't look Mexican. And you're wearing glasses. And you seem like a nice kid. And I think about that when I think of Papa Bear's reaction to the skunk. Because it's that – I guess it just – it's presented as a flaw on his part slightly. But it's a really big flaw. Yeah. I mean, and as a, I'm, I'm black and as, you know, people, I do my comedy or something, they're like, oh, we thought you were going to be different. You're just like so smart and funny. It's like, it's like, what? Or just, you know, I'll do like a phone interview for something. I'm going for a job. I'm like, oh, you're Brandy Brown. I was like, yeah, sorry. Don't know what you're expecting. Well, actually, I do know what you're expecting and that's racist. <laughs> yeah. So they, and they don't touch on, they don't touch on the fact that Papa's attitude is kind of problem. It's yeah. a problem. No, it's- like it's, it's a problem. He doesn't. He doesn't fix his attitude. I mean, he's nice. Yeah. But it doesn't have, it doesn't address the initial yeah, problem. Yeah. Basically, which is, it's a lot of respectability politics by the skunk. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. The skunk has to, like, you know, be helpful and do all the right things and then they'll accept his skunkiness. Yes. Yeah. Like, we don't start from a level of respect. Mm-hmm. We start from a level of suspicion. And the book kind of presents that as okay. As long as you get to know each other. Yeah. As opposed to making the bears step back and go, oh, it was probably wrong of us to yeah, to think that in the first place. Like, we should probably get to work on that. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a bully running around beating up kids <laughs> and nobody wants to stop that. There's no. legitimately a horrible yeah, person. Yeah, like, why isn't Papa like, by the way, there's a kid repeatedly going after our kids. Like, right. nobody cares about that. But he, this skunk who's just minding his business. Because in this book particularly, Too Tall looks to be about 17 years old. Yeah, Too Tall was held back a couple times. Right, right, right. And Sister Bear is all of five. Yeah. And... We don't know. We don't know what his deal is. He's got his own. He's got his own problems. Strangely enough, bullying will not be addressed until the Berenstain Bears and the bully 
Which is also ridiculous. Which is also a ridiculous book. And it is not too tall. They have, they bring up. And I was just like, what? That is not how you handle that. Like, I, I, my mom works in child protection. I just wanted to show her that book. And she's just like, oh, no. Oh, I'm going to have a few things to say. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Well, too tall eventually kind of gets the, kind of gets the Nelson treatment from The Simpsons. Like, he becomes kind of one of the gang. Yeah. Like, he's still a bad apple, but he runs around with the Cubs eventually. Yeah, he's like the wayward friend where he'll, like, actually do the right thing, but, like, only in extreme circumstances. Right. Otherwise, he'll still make your life miserable. Right. But, you know. He's, he's, what, he, what can you do? And he also, in a Lost in Cyberspace, uses his, viol- he threatens violence to get his way so that the kids can go report crime. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get to the chapter books. Um. Oh, they're going to be so great. They're just, all of them are just a treat. But for this one, it's, I feel like there's this, there's this thing in kids' books where you, you want to address issues, especially in books like this, which are all about addressing issues. You want to address issues but once you start unpacking an issue, like prejudice, if you don't handle it correctly, you're actually creating more issues than, than you started out with. Like you can easily say to a kid, don't prejudge people. Like that's, that's not cool. Like you gotta get, you know, like just assume the person's fine until they prove otherwise. Um, what year, this came out in 84. What year did, uh, New Neighbors come out roughly? Do we know? That was like, I want to say that's around late 80s, 88, 89. I thought it was later. It may um, have been it, later. It may have been because I think it was like way outside. I think maybe it was like 90s even. It may have been mid, early to mid Because then if you look at that in the context of like discussing race and stuff in America, I'm like, well, okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like here when people didn't even talk about race really, they were just like, don't judge different. People are different. It was like the blue eye, brown eye experiment. Right, right. Experiment. And then I, I think that when we got to the new neighbors one, it was more like people are ready to have like serious, like, okay, people like actually prevent people from living places or people actually like do hateful things like this one is like what happens when you do it right versus mm-hmm. like what happens when like you insist you're wrong um you're you're in when you insist your incorrect opinion is correct like with papa did in the later one so i don't know i kind of i think the other interesting thing is to look at like in the societal mm, yeah like, context in like a historical because i can't i mean you can't i can't even really think of anything for kids at that point that would even touch on this Besides, you know, you have a blue-eyed, brown-eyed experiment, and then you have, like, actual real-world things that you'd learn about. But there wasn't anything else that really addressed differences. Right. I mean, they kind of touched on it. They were kind of touching on stuff like this in, like, Saturday morning cartoons. There would usually be the one episode Mm -hmm. where, I don't know, the littles would run into a group of littles who weren't like them. Or it was usually abstracted. Yeah. Like, we never dealt directly with race. Yeah. It was usually abstracted with animals and fairy tale creatures. Yeah, I think there's a TV trope entry. I forgot what it's called when they do that. When yeah. it's like clearly about race. Nice. But I think also here they set up something, they kind of realize something where it's like you it's bear country. So it like racism is a little easier to justify when it's completely like an other situation yeah. where it's like okay, that they are really not like us and they do, you know, it's like, "Oh, well, I would not react kindly to a skunk as a person either like that's not crazy to me but then when it's a situation where like okay those are panda bears like what is your problem they're bears just like you then it becomes harder to justify the racism and justify the prejudice well i think some of that has to do with looking at racism versus like culturalism versus Mm -hmm. like because you know when you look at different animals you're like well that could be like a i don't know that could be that that represents like a 
because other animals are going to behave completely differently. Yeah, like if bears. a lion shows up, like that's a fair thing yeah. to be afraid of for animals. But then like a panda, which is the most harmless, like laziest animal ever, isn't going to be a threat. So Papa, why are you so racist? Like there you can't really argue out of the racism from an animal perspective. At least Papa did not say the pandas are the most harmless, laziest animals Well, they ever. are. And that's why the book was – I know you'll touch on it later, but, like, pandas are so lazy. And that's yeah. why I did not believe that book because I was like, those pandas are working really hard. Like, if not for humans, pandas would be dead. Well, and unlike unlike the skunk, the, the pandas almost definitely represent a specific group. Oh, my group. God. They're definitely like Asian it's, people. It's, that's, that's the hardest part of it. Yeah. Where we're drawing – like, the Berenstain bears, the bear family – I won't say they could be anyone in America because they obviously, you know, the Berenstains themselves were white, middle class. Uh, but and it's based on somewhat on their own experiences. But the Berenstains are somewhat neutrally as far as like you know, because yeah. they don't, they're not. And that was the beauty of it. Yeah, uh, the the panda family, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, the panda family and the skunk. They keep pretty neutral. Like he's a skunk. Like yeah. he's a little. He's a little like. He's got the the popular. He's got the '80s hair. He's got like an '80s like. I don't know if he's supposed to be like punk. He's got like a mohawk. Yeah. I don't. Do skunks naturally have that? Yeah, I think they have a little tuft of hair. A little tuft of like hair. Pepe Le Pew had that. I guess that's true. So you know, he's he's a bachelor. Mm-hmm. He's living large. He could be you know just like the guy who moves in. He could be like the the strange guy who moves yeah. into the house down the road. Like, what's this guy's deal? Um, but again, we're not dealing with the Berenstain Bears in the trouble with strangers. Yeah. Not yet. Um, I guess the book for me, and I don't want to like, I've been accused of like looking for problems where they aren't there. But having read this book to my five-year-old, uh, it was just one of those things that stood out. Like I felt like I wanted a little more, a little more mea culping from Papa, mm-hmm. I guess. Like a little more like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have, I guess I shouldn't have judged this guy. Like a little acknowledgement that maybe he approached it from the wrong yeah. But also it's kind of realistic because I think like a lot of people have racist family members where you just got to let that go. <laughs> I mean, you can't like you – well, like at least, you know, just make sure you don't bring up the 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 black bear president to the to the, to your racist brown bear dad and just hope for the best. Like at least be civil. Oh, God. Um, there's a book I would read. <laughs> the Bears team bears and the black bear president. president? Oh, my goodness. It would be like – an inch thick yeah. and just like are we in post bear america <laughs> man there's just so many places you can go i'll write to mike and see uh and see if he'll touch on that <laughs> that bear was born in canada it's a canadian bear and what's wonderful is uh, about the baron saints is, is is reading their own writings about writing these books like they were thinking about these things like it mm-hmm. wasn't this wasn't a lazy approach like they weren't they weren't just like firing these things off. Like they generally cared, uh, genuinely cared about the message they were sending, right? Uh, it, because they understood that, like, when you when you present these messages to kids, they have an impact, right? And uh, they just don't always hit the mark for me personally. Yeah, and I think that you, I mean, right? When you contrast, it, it you need a significant amount of time to bring up those issues. So you look at something like Sesame Street, where they have to like bring up like if they bring up race or death or anything like that, it takes an hour and they have to like 
they have like a team of like child like yeah. psychologists and they they do that very well but you have to roll it out in a certain way mm-hmm. and this is a picture book for kids and it's they have to thread the needle between it being like something very quick easy to read and simple to understand versus like a complex topic i mean you see that with the the big books of yeah. those. And then you're like, okay, like, this has gone off the rails. Well, yeah, it's really, these are hard conversations. And so I kind of, you know, like, I get it. It's yeah. hard. And I, and I think that also contextually looking at children's books around that time versus how they've evolved, even picture books now tackle way harder issues. And yes. I think the evolution of that happened, like I'm almost 35. The evolution of that happened when I was in like early, late elementary school and middle school, like, and I was like three when this came out. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess, so come, jumping off what you just said, like, it's probably a, a useful book to start that conversation then yeah, with I, kids. Yeah, I would rather read a kid this versus the uh, New Neighbors because that one I'm just like, mm Yeah, that one's troubling. That one is, like, there's too much there where I was like, <sighs> and then, like, the, the everyone just solve racism with barbecue like nope they do they totally do <laughs> except like at the end the, the mm. panda looks very angry the mama <laughs> panda's right. like Mm-mm. like she's on to them she's like this is not fixed well and it helps helpful that we never see them again yeah they just they vanish and yeah i'm i'm also wondering about like other bears that like move in in general into bear country like different types of bears yeah there's like polar bears move in oh you're right i don't know like they would seem like they would be yeah kind of tied like, to their region yeah who knows? And you said like there's like your 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 American black bear. Yeah, like that's a very common bear. It's not in there. Like, do, do they? Would I don't know. I don't know. Where's that book? Yeah. Who knows? And pandas aren't even really bears. They are. I mean, aren't they like genetically closer to like? No, they're they're technically bears. I think I looked this up because like my favorite TV show is Polar Bear Cafe. It's a Japanese <laughs> anime it's about a polar bear who runs a cafe, and there's this lazy panda named Panda, and he's like a teen panda, and I was looking it up. And there's another character on it named Lesser Panda who's just always like got like imposter syndrome, and so I was like, wait, are they actually related? Oh, I see. And there's an episode where Lesser Panda was just like – or Panda introduces Lesser Panda. is like, yeah, we have the same last name. We're related, but like I don't really know him that well. And then the lesser panda's like, we used to just be called regular pandas till they showed up. Aww. <laughs> and it was so sad. But I think they're technically bears, I'm pretty sure. And they're also distantly related to lesser pandas who are also related to raccoons. I don't know. There's a there's a there's a bear state bear book I'd love. You get all those bear those different kinds of bears together and they have to like look far back into their genetics to like yeah. no 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 no. At the end of the day, you go back far enough, man. We're all related. <laughs> we're all animals. Come on, man. <laughs> You just go back far enough. Um, so, uh, so I guess at the end of uh, the show, I usually like to say uh, to ask, uh, "Would you recommend this book for kids?" Yes, yes, I would. I would. I would recommend of all the books about like diversity, I would recommend this one. First. Awesome. Yeah, I would too. Like, I, it's funny at the beginning of our conversation, I don't know if I would have, but now talking about it, I'm like, I think, I think I see more potential for the for the book like yeah. as a conversation starter yeah as a conversation starter especially if it, the kids are already familiar with the characters and you know they know about skunks because skunks they do smell i mean just facts <laughs> <laughs> like and uh, but i think that obviously it's got to be part of a complete discussion mm-hmm. but I, yeah i would recommend this one definitely yeah. great great um anything you'd like to plug uh, I will be at Acme Comedy Company on the last week of February, February 23rd to the 
28th, uh, opening for Will Durst. And um, I will be on, uh, I have a podcast called the Black Exploitation Podcast. We just recorded an episode yesterday. We're going to be on a podcast later today, <laughs> Magnotronic uh, season wrap up. And tomorrow I'm going to do another podcast called Revision Path, which is about um, software development and design because I do that in my daytime. So, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff coming up. Sounds oh, like. One last one. I'm going to be the special guest on the Gilmore Guys live taping here in Minneapolis um, on March 5th. Nice. So, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff coming up. And thank you so much. And uh, also, my I assume you maybe you can put, like, show notes or something with a link to the piece I wrote on oh, the yes, I would Bears love to. Yeah, we'll, we'll put up a, we'll put up a link to that in our in our uh, in the blog. Uh, where can we find you on Um I I have a website but it's not like updated very much. Um so you can just look me up on Twitter. It's the brandy I T S the brandy. Uh, with an I, brandy with an I. Um, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, so, I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. You're always on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I've actually met uh, my last guest I met on Twitter. It was a it's a it's a it's a it's a great conversation starter just like this book uh you can find us at berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com you can find us on twitter at bstainbearcast uh you can write to me at berenstainbearcast at gmail.com or you can go to itunes and leave us a review we'd really appreciate it it would be awesome to get to, to up those up those numbers i don't know how the algorithm works but i understand it's complicated uh so do that if if you want and join me next week deep in Bear Country. Bear Country.